0: education, What wonderful things we're able to learn from the Gemara. Every single daf, it's just, it's just incredible. As we go through, and you think, how many more things are there to learn? Look what we've covered over the, over the couple of years already that we that we've been going. Each daf, you turn the page, and uh, and and they're important principles, foundational principles, understanding, the way the Torah sees the world. Um, And, you know, you can pick it up from a droshe and you can pick it up from uh, blogs and from ideas. But to pick up from the Gomorrah itself, what more authentic way is there of learning a hashkafat chayim, a way of looking at life, a way of looking at the world, not a way, the Torah's way of looking at life in the world, than to be able to extrapolate it from the Gomorrah itself. And today we're looking at Education. And again, just touching the surface, but in doing so, getting some really important insights into the very idea of education. What does education mean? We'll see from this piece of Gomorrah, education means something very simple. It means making hard things easier. And whether that means making writing, which is a difficult thing, easier for a child, making mathematics, which is a difficult Easier for a child. Making Gomorrah, which is difficult, easier for a child. But it's not only about ideas and concepts and material. Making hard things easier is also about behaviors and practices that a child is going to have to adopt later on. It's during the childhood that you can lay the foundations that will make it easy for him later on. Education is about later on. It's not about there and then. There and then the child would rather be playing ball. He doesn't want to. She doesn't want to be sitting in a classroom. So it's not that, you're not doing it for now. You're doing it to give the child the tools that will make life easier later on. And we tend to think that education is just about intellectual concept, con- content and tools. Uh, and it's not only that. It's about behaviors. Education is to make the behaviors you're going to be required to exhibit as an adult Make it easier when you become an adult, and that's what we invest in education for. (coughs) Unfortunately, we delegate education to the schools, and the schools maybe teach the technical stuff to some degree, and better schools, not such good schools, try to make it easier for the children, but do the schools really invest in making the hard things, as far as behavior and midot are concerned, to make that easier for the child when the child grows older? Is that what the school does or is that the parent's obligation? And is it the mother's obligation or the father's obligation or both of their obligations? So let's have a look. We have a Mishnah that says, ha ish ve'ina isha et b'na A man can make his son a Nazir. We're talking about a son under the age of Bar Mitzvah. He can declare his son to be a Nazir. Uh, but uh, but the mother can't do that. Ask the Gemara. Ish a valisha, my timer. What's the difference between a man and a woman? Why can the father do it and not the mother? <coughs> Rabbi Yochanan Amar Halacha he Rabbi Yochanan says it's halacha, That's how the laws of the nozir, That's how it's structured. Nothing to nothing to question. For Rabbi Yosi and Rabbi Hanina Resh Lakish. <laughs> and in the name of Reish Lakish, the Gemara brings Kedel lechandcho be mitzvot. The reason that that the father would do it, why would the father do this? The question altogether is, why would you, the father, be allowed and able to uh, compel a child to be a nazir? Says the Gemara. Says Reish Lakish. The Rabbi Yochanan says it's because of that's the halacha. The Torah gives him that that ability. Reish Lakish says it's part of education. He, the Gemurus, and then a woman as well. he holds that a man, a father, is is obligated, it's a mitzvah, according to many, for a father to educate his children. It's not a mitzvah for a woman to do it. She can do it. She can be a brilliant educator. There's nothing wrong with a woman educating her children, but she's not mechuyivet. That's the job of the husband. The husband earns a living, the husband educates the children, that's his job. She has different different jobs to do. Now, the uh, we'll see also that uh, Rabbi Navro, Minahar, and others say that this is just the view of Resh Lokish. But Rabbi Yochanan, who we actually paskin like, says, who says, Halokhi it doesn't come to this, this need to differentiate between father and mother. So Rabbi Yochanan could well hold that the, the mother is equally obligated to, to um, educate the children, and we'll see that that's, in fact, the, the halakha. And then the Gemara goes on and compares the difference one, and in the process, the Gemara unpacks some really interesting layers of educational philosophy. Um, so with a Wyatt son and not a daughter, you can't make the girl an in in zera. so he holds because... Uh, there's no chiyuv to be mechanecha girl. A girl naturally develops good behaviors. She doesn't have to keep all the mitzvot. It's not as heavy on her as it is on, on the sons. So the mitzvot of, of chinuch bonim is davke for bonim, for sons and not for, for daughters, is what rash Lokish holds. Again, Rabbi Avraham Aminah says that's Resh Lakish, but that's not necessarily the halacha. Um, then the Gemara goes on to say, and by the way, this difference between the the father and the mother. The essence here is: is edu- there are two aspects to education. There's the uh, the avo and the yiro. There's the chesed and there's the gevura. There's the discipline and there's the love and the kindness and the and the and the teaching. You need both in dis- in education. It can't be one without the other. There needs to be a sense of awe and respect from the child, and there needs to be softness and love. Uh, So is that one person that does both? Or does the terrorist split it up and say the father as a disciplinarian doesn't damage his relationship with a child. A child respects a father who's a disciplinarian provided the father is loving and gentle. Uh, as well, and accepting, and, non, and, and, not, and not judgmental of the person, just of the actions of the child, the child looks at that and reacts in a way that is that is positive, even if the father is a disciplinarian. If the mother is too much of a disciplinarian, it can damage the relationship between the mother and the child. The child, th- This view would hold, Reish Lokish's view would hold, let the mother give the love, let the father give the discipline and direction, and, and provided mother and father are a single integrated unit, and the child senses no division between them, the child gets a balanced input with both parents giving what they're best at giving. The father's directional, the mother is emotional, and they put that together and the child has a rounded education. Whereas Rabbi Yochanan would hold, no, both parents are chayev to do both. There's got to be a touch of discipline and there's got to be, uh, and there's got to be the love and the caring. And then the Gemara goes on and says, what about nazirut? Okay, what about Nadorim? Says the Gemara, no, sure, Nadorim as well. What we're taught is even nazirut, which has the hardship of nazirut, even that a father can <laughs> compel a child to do. But of course, Nadorim, it applies to as well. And we're going to see why. Um, and then the question is, the, the Mishnah later on talks about the fact that if the relatives of the child intervene and object to the child becoming a nozi, then the child doesn't become a nozi. Ask the Gemorrah, if it's a halacha, then okay, that's the halacha. It's got to be subject to the, to the uh, approval of the relatives. But if it's about chinuch, who says the parents have a right to intervene and, and say what is good and what isn't about chinuch? And the Gemara has an amazing concept. Kol chinuch lo lo nichale. Any chinuch, education, which is not considered valued by the relatives isn't going to work for the child. If they undermine the education, if they mock the education, it's not going to work for the child. So don't compel the child to be in an environment where the very education you're giving him is being in, being mocked by his cousins and uncles and aunts. That's not a good situation in which to be this piece of Gomorrah one could sit and, and develop a whole educational philosophy based on this piece of Gomorrah and the Rishonim. Says the Rosh, Kedel Bemitzvot. Nazirus? Is that? I understand you've got to teach him to keep Shabbos. You've got to teach him to keep kosher. You've got to teach him to learn Torah. You've got to lead, teach him to daven three times a day. But you've got to teach him to be a Nazir? Who says he'll ever be a Nazir? What difference does it make? Why does Nazirus make a difference? Says the Rosh, de Nazirut siagli prishut. Says the Rosh, it's not about the act of Nazirut, the technicality of Nazirut. It's about the concept of Nazirut. The concept of Nazirut is to learn restraint, to be able to hold yourself back, to be able to say no to something. That's what you're teaching him. So when it says the father makes him a Nazir, it doesn't mean necessarily that he makes him a complete Nazir. It can be that as well. But his intention is to teach him the Midah of Prishut. This is character education. This is not about technical mitzvahs. And then why the says the the nami si Because nodorim is the same idea. The idea of nadorium is to hold yourself back. You have a tendency to, to eat too much chocolate, so you make an edge, I'm not gonna eat chocolate for a year. That's one of the mechanisms we use to, to for pressure to hold back. You feel you're too indulge in a particular activity. You make a neder. I'm not going to do this for a year. So you're teaching the child the mechanism of self-restraint. It's the midot which you're teaching the child. That's chinuch to make midot which are hard easier. That's what chinuch is to make hard things easier, not just in content but also in behaviors. I told you, Rabbi Avrom, in our, as we've got the, on the, on the source sheet is, uh, says that the Lesh Lokish is, uh, it, it's only Rabbi Yochanan, it's only Rosh that holds this, Rabbi Yochanan holds mother, father, son, daughter, all the same. And the Mogan Avrom, the famous Mogan Avrom in Simon Shin Mem Gimel, brings this Gemara to suggest that it seems it's only the father and only sons, where there's actually an obligation to, to, uh, to educate, and then he comes and he says, but what about Yom Kippur? He brings Josephus' question, but in the case of Yom Kippur we do educate the child and, and everybody does it, even the mother of Efshad, the mitzvot, dami and it could be, says the Moganav Rom, that we hold that all the mitzvot are like Yom Kippur and you've got to educate a son and a daughter, it doesn't make any difference, mother, father, son, daughter, a beautiful piece of Chayi Odom uh, the Chayi Odom, as you know, it was the role of in Vilna during the time of the Vilna Goan the Vilni-Gon was not the Rov, uh, but there was a Rovin in Vilna, There was the Chay and, uh, and and his Sefer is a really basic, once a shortened version of, of Shulchan Orochi. You want to know what the Halacha is, Chay is where you go. If you want to know the Lomdas behind it, you want to know the learning behind the Halacha, or Hashulchan is where you go. If you want to understand the approach to the Halacha, how to in- integrate it and live it, you go to the Mishnah Brura. So, difference for him, people just latch onto one, but they're difference for him, each with a specific, comfort, a specific objective. If you want to know what the din is, and you need to know fast, <laughs> Chayodim is where you'll find it. And the Chayodim writes in Klal Samach Vav, um, uh, mitzvahs of chinuch and if you've got young sons, you should be mechanech in in uh, in mitzvahs. mitzvah midivre kabbalah. It's a mitzvah ase deduced from the psukim, and he explains where the et bno and your father has to educate son and daughter, as the Mogan Avron says in Shimin, Shin Mem Gimel, that we've just learned. And some say that the mother also is obligated to be the children. And, and then he goes, Kol mitzvah, mitzvah, l-fi, it says how to do it according to the ability of the child, where the child's at. If he, when he can start to talk, you teach him Torah. You start with the first kri of Kree of Torah Tzivolanu. When he can do Birkat Hamazon, you teach him Birkat Amazon. When he can put on Tzitzis, you give him a Talis cotton. Uh, if when he knows how to take care of Tfilin, you put on Tfilin. And then he says, but today the Minag is to start Tfilin two or three months before Bar Mitzvah. If he knows how to shake a lulav, you give him a lulav. It doesn't matter how old he is. If he's six years old and he knows how to shake a lulav, he's not chayev, but the father is chayev to give him a lulav. It's not optional. it's the child chayev? No, the child's not chayev. The father is chayev to give his child a lulav and train him how to shake a lulav when he's five or six or seven years old. And he's five or six, and he doesn't need, to, he's not, doesn't need his mother for eating. He's already got to sit in a sukkah. You train him not to eat outside the sukkah. is he chayev, no, he's not by mitzvah yet, but you as the father are chayev, to make sure that your child eats in the sukkah. And we'll see from the Maretz Chayes The Maratz Chayes is 19th century, uh, an amazing person, very broad-minded, somebody who, who studied a lot, understood a lot, of wider, wider topics as well as terror itself. Uh, and his notes are in the back of every Gemara, the Maritz Chayetz. He was one of those people who was ochre, like, we spoke about the Rushash the other day. The Maritz Chayetz also um, uh, was like, Maritz Chayetz is interesting because one of the things the Maritz Chayetz holds is that our indigenous profession is farming. We should be farmers. And we've drifted away from what we were designed to do as Jewish people into other forms of trade because of the force of circumstance. But ideally, we should be working the land and raising cattle. That's what we should be doing. That's what suits on the show. That's what we should ideally be doing. Uh, and it's interesting. I had an, a, an uncle on my mother's side who was a farmer. My grandfather on my mother's side was a farmer in the Karoo in South Africa. And his son, my cousin, is now a frum man in, in, in Sfat, Wrote a family autobiography of, of that period that he was raised on the farm. And you see the Yirushimaim, the Poshita Yirushimaim, that his father, the farmer, extracted from his dependence on the rain and on weather and, and on water and and, how, and what governing meant to him. Something that, that we don't even understand. Says the Marat that's the right profession. To, to be working the land, that's what we should be doing. He, he had a very interesting approach. Says the maris Chayes here. And let's just let's just touch on it. Uh, he says, I've got a terribly difficult kasha on this amazing sugya that is the foundation of Jewish education. What is my, what is the kasha? The reason to, to educate children is hamitzvot al haadam lemasa im biad Mitzvahs are hard if you start late. If you're in the habit of not keeping the Mitzvahs and all of a sudden you've got to start, that's hard. But Kodem and before that time, ye Shi, and before that, ye Shi. But asks the Maritz Chais, why Nazirut? What's Nazirut got to do with it? Why Nadorim? Why Nadorim? And then he brings the Neiraiti, Beshitta Mukubetzet, Kan shiv'i b'shem Rav Rabbeinu Azriel, and I bring the Shitta at the bottom the the Kabetz, it says, as we said, because what it's teaching you is the mida of prishut, not the practice of nazirut. It's teaching you how to restrain. That's what you're obligated to teach your child. How to be a mensch, how to have self-mastery, how to have self-discipline. That's what the father has to teach a child to make it easier later on. So you have to be harsh when the child is young because that's how you make it easier for him when he's older. And our parents today are afraid to be harsh on the child. Terrible thing. And the child might rebel. You're just making it harder for the child later on instead of entrenching within him and rooting within him that which he will need later on. Now, it's interesting just from a historic perspective to notice the Maritz Chais quotes the Shittimu The Shittimu brings the Rosh. Why doesn't the Maritz Chais bring the Rosh himself? We saw we've got the Rosh on the side of the page. The reason is because the first time the Rosh was published was in the first edition of the Vilna Shas. So the Ram brothers, we spoke about the Ram brothers, uh, the, the granddaughter of the Roshash was the widow Ram. Ram. And they published in, in 1840, it must have been... 1880, I think it might have, might have been the first Vilna Shas. In 1880, the Maritz Chais hadn't yet published. The Maritz Chais didn't see the Rosh on, the, on the, the Gomorrah. We take it for granted. We've got the Gomorrah, we've got the Rosh. Without the Rosh, it's hard to understand the Gomorrah. They didn't have the Rosh. The Shittimu quotes the Rosh from time to time, and this is one of those cases. So the Maritz Chaitz quotes the Rosh through the Shittimu rather than, as we would today, quote the Rosh directly. But it's the same Rosh saying this is not about the technique of mitzvot, this is about the concept and the, and the, the idea of the mitzvot, and specifically about the midot, the human character that a mother and father have to invest in their children to make character easier when the child becomes an adult.